Lastly, they have made clear publicly that the FBI is investigating potential collusion between President Trump's campaign during the 2016 presidential race and any sort of collusion with suspected Russian operatives, Anderson. They thought the most important part of the story was the probe into Russian collusion possible collusion with the Trump campaign. He fired the FBI director who is in the middle of a probe of this administration of the president and people close to him about potential collusion between the campaign and a foreign power. There have been a lot of questions about his relationships with Russia. The fact that the FBI's investigation into possible Trump team collusion with Russia in the 2016 election. Uh, to determine whether in fact there was collusion between the Trump campaign uh, and the Russian government question of collusion a possible collusion I mean, the whole Trump. thing is I mean this yeah. is nuts we've never had a a president investigated for collusion with a hostile foreign the establishment is either worried or retarded but probably both while spending the better part of a year and a half trying to tie President Trump to Russia and then, since the election, directly suggesting that Russian interference in the 2016 contest was the main reason for the failure of the establishment candidate Hillary Clinton's presidential bid, well, they're starting to change their tune as they're realizing they're beating a dead horse. And just this week, Newsweek has penned an article based on research, and I use that word ironically, research paper titled The Fringe Insurgency. The paper starts off with a cute glossary of terms like meme, red-pilling, normie, and shilling, and from there, Newsweek summarizes the terrifying snicker-snicker report published by the UK's Institute for Strategic Dialogue, and I love these innocuous names for partisan think tanks. Anyway, the article details how the ISD believes far-right extremists used leaked NATO and British intelligence documents so as to stalk innocent voters on diabolical message boards such as 4chan and inculcate them with their ideas, and in doing so, corrupting the way they vote. It asserts that on boards like 4chan, far-right groups targeting anxieties over immigration, terrorism, and race used mememic warfare albums such as normie memes and psychological operation resources to influence the 2016 US election as well as the 2017 election in Germany. Wait, what? I thought it was the Russians that handed the presidency to Trump, and now they're trying to say boards like 4chan are responsible for the establishment candidate's spectacular loss? Well, which excuse is it then for the candidate, Hillary Clinton, who was supported by the banking cartels, academia, the media, the entertainment industry, the military-industrial complex, the unions, and the vast majority receiving welfare for losing the election? Was it the nefarious Russians, or now the diabolical autists of 4chan? Well, interestingly, the article talks about how after spending several weeks undercover on online alt-right forums, the authors identified the tactics of the Sauron-esque right. Some of the supposed key findings of the paper is that the weaponization of internet culture is deliberately used by the so-called extreme right wing to bring about attitude and behavioral changes through the radicalization of the normies, and in particular among Generation Z or Z. The paper also points to tactical convergence, where the so-called extreme right-wing networks are developing common tactical playbooks with which to, quote, manipulate the public and disrupt the democratic process, 
unquote. And by that, they mean reach voters with their message and try to win elections. And if papers could play scary music, this one would, where it suggests that military strategies, many of which the so-called extreme right sophistication and coordination of media and the disruption of techniques and psyops are based on military guides such as the leaked GCHQ and NATO strategic communication documents. And gasp, the extreme right groups across the globe are actively collaborating to achieve common goals, such as keeping refugees out of Europe, removing hate speech laws, and getting far-right populist politicians to power. The absolute horror. Now, when looking at the few available bios of the people behind the IED, I mean ISD, its head of strategy, Farah Pandith, well, she's described as having been a political appointee in the Barack Obama administration, and that she left government at the end of January 2014 for the Harvard University's Kennedy School of Government, where she maintains an affiliation, which coincidentally is where a recent paper whose author was paid $30,000 to write a hit piece on me was penned, but that's an aside. What Miss Pandith leaves out is that her appointment was as the first ever special representative to Muslim communities for the United States Department of State. Interesting. Now that doesn't sound like this Indian Muslim would be politically biased at all, would it? Going back to the Newsweek article, the author recounts the horror of the report's findings that large-scale and well-organized online campaigns in the U.S. and in Europe, the quote-unquote extremists, are working together. Moreover, quote, their strategic, tactical, and operational convergence has allowed the extreme right to translate large-scale online mobilization into real-world impact, end quote. In addition, the report explains to the absolute horror of its authors that ahead of the alternative for Germany's democratic success in the German federal election recently, in which it secured 26% of the vote and marked the first time that a truly center-right party has won seats in the German parliament since the end of the Second World War, well, again, this was the result of U.S. alt-right activities and activists spreading tips on how to successfully campaign on message boards like 4chan. And you know it was there, and here's the rub. While the report nowhere suggests any of the actions by those on the right and being carried out over 4chan are or were in any way illegal, yep, the conclusion of the study, if you can call it that, is... Well, yeah, that's right, you guessed it, more clamping down on freedom of speech. The authors warn, and they use that word, they warn, that the tactics used by the right are more reminiscent of state-led psychological operations than that of terrorist groups, and thus have urged and are pleading with policymakers, technology companies, practitioners, and activists to adopt counter-strategies that match the sophistication of the so-called far-right. And of course, to as always justify its existence, the Southern Poverty Law Center has gotten involved, and the Newsweek article ends with a quote from one of its so-called experts, Mark Potok, where he says, It's clear that more and more of these people are operating only on the internet, except when the moment comes to start shooting. Yeah, you 
did hear that right. The entire article ends with the suggestion that those on the right are getting ready to shoot people. And given the timing and the current mood of the country, these slimy pundits have the audacity to claim that they're not attempting to hijack the narrative and manipulate people. Shameless. Either way, what can we take away from all of this? Well, according to the study, the right is using leaked military psyop techniques to corrupt the minds of your average citizen and then are filling these empty receptacles with their vile ideologies, which in turn is leading to the masses turning on the establishment politicians and political parties that should by right be voted in and thus are disrupting democracy, as these digital right-wing warriors were key to the electoral victory of Trump and the massive surge to the right by people across the European continent, best exemplified by the spectacular success of the AFD. Thus, anyone espousing these perfectly, and I can't believe I have to say this, perfectly legal opinions, well, their rights to speech must be suppressed by government and tech companies, or else other elections might be lost by the left. Now, these supposed experts who have said they infiltrated online chat boards for weeks seem to have missed out completely the possible, however improbable, idea that maybe the citizens of Western countries have eyes to see and ears to hear. Maybe they've been reading the news coming out of Western Europe daily that continues to show a continent on the brink and of national situations deteriorating fast. I know this option sounds incredible. I know. The idea of the evil right brainwashing the suggestible masses of plebs using stolen techniques sounds much more plausible and almost like a script from a Star Wars sequel. But either way, it is interesting to note that nowhere in this biased 34-page report, nor in the article penned by the supposed reputable mainstream rag Newsweek, do you find a single reference to Russia and or Putin being the puppet master behind Trump and the architect of his win in November 2016, which has been pushed by that same mainstream media for almost a year. Now, it would appear that it was weaponized autism of the great meme war of 2016, as well as the neckbeards at 4chan that got him unfairly elected. What I find personally most interesting is that the incredulous establishment seems to have really no idea why people are waking up in droves and seeing the prison for their minds and the web of deceit these think tanks, activists, media, as well as the political class have spun over the collective consciousness of the Western world for decades. And they're increasingly not doing what they're told. It's like they've lied for so long that they now believe their own lies for shame. Thanks for watching. If you like this material, please consider subscribing. Also follow Black Pigeon on the usual social media and check out the website blackpigeonspeaks.com for more interesting information like this.